0: Love Talk Radio.
1: everybody. Yes, I am everyday people. We are everyday people. Uh, I am Keith Bledsoe, and today is Tuesday, June 2nd. What a day. Wish I could have gotten on the air last week. I wasn't able to get the show in. I was all pumped up and fired up, and I I just had probably a good thing I didn't get the show in because it (laughs) uh, would have been interesting, but I got called out for a dispatch out in the boonies. And uh, couldn't do it. And then just the rest of the week, I just said, well, we'll just wait until today. I'm, I'm glad to be back on. I want to thank, uh, from the show week before last, I want to thank uh, Brother Carl Sanderson. I want to thank Brother Jimmy Williams for coming on. And uh, just, just we, we always have great conversation. And we, we say things that uh, I don't expect everybody to agree with. I wish they did, but I don't expect it. That's not being realistic. But we're saying things that need to be said, things that I don't hear enough other people talking about. What I see is people uh, hiding into a comfort zone and with the uh, the thought that having to think would agitate that comfort zone. So uh, not that people don't think. I think that they do, but I don't think that they challenge themselves enough uh, when they are stuck on uh, what they feel and what they believe, regardless of how illogical some of it just might be. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, maybe I can be illogical sometime, but I have an open mind, and, I, and you can you can talk to me, and you can tell me. I tell you, I'll be the first one to apologize. I'll be the first one to say I stand corrected, uh, as long as it's making sense. Now, if you're trying to call yourself corrected and you're not making sense, well, then you have a debate, and then uh, I will... Proceed to, you know, share my opinion about what it is you're talking about. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's why a lot of people don't uh, say much. Or some people may not call in, or maybe they feel that I'm a little too raunchy, or whatever it is. But okay, whatever. You know, maybe I am, but uh, I'm not lying. Is it true? That that's that's what's important, not whether or not you like it. So, But I do appreciate those of you who do listen, those of you who listen live, those of you who uh, check out the archives, and you maybe can't be on now, but you can uh, access uh, any of my shows uh, just by going to our uh, blog talk radio forward slash Keith Bledsoe. And you can go and any show that I've ever done is in that archive. So today... <clears throat> Oh, by the way, the call-in number, uh, 718-664-9513, 718-664-9513. If you want to call in, uh, you can call in. If you want to just listen, you can call in and listen. If you want to chime in and join into the conversation, all you have to do is press the number one, and I'll see that, and I'll know that you want to get in. And I tell you, I'm going to get you in. And one thing about my show, uh, I don't have people waiting forever, and then when they come on, I, I tell them they have 30 seconds. I think that's foolish. I don't give a damn what radio show you have. If it's a talk show, then damn it, let the people talk. I get sick of these radio talk show hosts, arrogant as hell. You know, just the way they talk to people sometimes, the way they cut them off in mid-sensitive, especially if the person is saying something they disagree with. I'm not like that, man. And that's one reason why I decided to do my own show. Because I got tired of getting pissed off at, you know, certain radio show host, and I said, you know what? There's a tool out here where I can do this myself, and and I'll have my own show, Say What the Hell I Want to Say, and people can come on here and say what the hell they want to say, however they want to say it. If they want to speak in scriptures, if they want to speak in profanity, we grown, man. We grown. Speaking profanity ain't hurting nobody. Words. It's all about the person's needs, and sometimes it takes profanity to put the the, the, the proper emphasis on what it is you're trying to say, just like uh, for some people, talking in scriptures puts the proper emphasis on what it is that they're trying to say. Okay, today, uh, I didn't realize until I got up this morning and listened to my talk shows. I listen to talk shows every morning. I don't listen to music. And it's uh, the National Day for... I forget exactly what it's called, but Violence Acknowledgement to Acknowledge uh, those who have been taken away from us by violence. And uh, I was listening to WVON, actually, to to specifically Al Sharpton's show. And, you know, there were some really sad stories of people who were calling in and sharing their stories of of what they had to deal with as a result of their loved ones being taken away by violence, primarily gun violence. And the the stories really... We're sad, man. I tell you, you can, you can just hear it in the voices of the people, and it j- just really hit hard. You know, I understand this is the first uh, day of acknowledgment of its kind. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, this should not be a yearly uh, acknowledgment day. This should be something we should have probably, probably every month, every week, every day. I mean, I understand that you you have the one day set aside to really, you know, go into it, but Uh, I don't want to just have a day and then, you know, business as usual. What I want to know, what I hope can come out of it is that some type of result, you know. uh, I don't have all the answers. uh, I don't know everything. I know what I know, and there's a lot I need to know. That's why I wanted to have this show so that perhaps people calling in can help me, you know, the way some have helped me on Facebook. I learn a little something every day but we got to get out of this i mean we we're, we're in a self genocide man we're we're in a state today like no other state uh i say that it is uh, totally designed to perfection by the system for the purpose of that system and i get a lot of feedback from other people online saying that well it's the parents it starts at home it, it seems to be a non-stop cycle that i that i hear it's the parents it's the parents but and yes i can't disagree with that but the people who say it's the parents, they say that and they stop right there. Okay, it's like, oh, well, it's the parents that starts at home. Well, okay, and uh, you, when I, when I dig a little deeper, I mean, there's a root cause under here somewhere along the line that you are totally ignoring. You're just simply scratching the surface. You can't tell how deep the water is in, in the lake just by looking at the top of it. get in there and and really get down and see how deep this thing is and get get into the root causes. And there are some root causes and the root causes I say are systematic. Our kids are programmed. I mean, I I can't believe that this is blind and and just totally ignored by some people who just want to stay in their comfort zone and just want to figure that it's in the hands of uh, whomever or whatever, but It's not quite that simple. Uh, Rahm Emanuel says, uh, well, let's just get the guns off the street. Well, Rahm Emanuel needs to blankety blankety blank. Uh, Getting guns, we have always had guns on the street. And and we're going to always have guns on the street. And this is not a hardware problem. This is not a physical problem. This is a mental problem. We're dealing with a mental problem. And just looking at this from a hardware point of view, when it's a software problem, what are you, what are you going to get? This is a mental problem. The first thing out of people's mind and these politicians' mind, was we got to get these guns off the street. Okay, well, first of all, you ain't going to get the guns off the street, Okay. I don't hear any politicians. I don't hear any uh, uh, mayors or governors. And by the way, the governors are the presidents of the state. The governors who are who are uh, cricket quiet with all this killing going on in their states is incredible. But we have to look at this as a mental problem. Our kids. Uh, look, I understand. <laughs> The the parents, you know, it's the parents. Okay, you, okay, but the kids are parents too. I've been saying that forever. So now what? The kids are also parents. The parents are also kids. So 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 it's got it's got to be more more to it than that. We, we sit up here. What do you expect when you have a society that uh, promotes these violent video games? And this is all by design to do exactly what it's doing to our youth and to to the vulnerable people. Uh, What what do you expect when when they take all the jobs out of the community? There's hardly any middle class. You're promoting this type of rap and hip-hop music that's out there that has absolutely no moral grounds, no respect, totally desensitizing the mentality of our kids. We ha- we have these the, the, the types of movies that are out there now the type of daytime television we have now we get the Jerry Springer's and the Mari Povich and all these assholes out here, uh. Just man, just just puts puts a uh, image of us out there that we seem to embrace and we seem to live up to it. What what do you expect the kid to turn out to be? Well, you, you say that. Uh, you know, well, parents need to raise their kids, parents need to do this, and parents need to do that. Well, I got news for you. The system has your kid during more prime time hours than the parents have. That's not to say the parents aren't at fault. Yeah, the parents can do more. There are, there are some parents who uh, who are doing a, a lot. There are some great parents out there. Matter of fact, there are some great parents out there whose kids still turn out to be, uh, other than what we like to see them to be. We have some parents out there who ain't worth a damn Who don't do anything whose kids turn out to be honor roll students. So, you know, what do you do? But what I'm saying is there's a root cause to the problem here, and it is systematic. And uh, what do you expect? We send our kids to a school system that, that that's not trying to teach them? Yeah, there's some schools out there trying to do something, but for the most part, these schools aren't teaching our kids, man. What do you expect these kids to turn out to be? And then the easy thing to do is to blame it on the parents. I don't know. Now, if you want to blame some parents, blame blame some of the parents of these uh, Republican uh, guys who jump in there and say they want to uh, shut Barack Obama down. They hope he fails. They're going to do everything to uh, to, to curb his presidency. You know, how, what about their parents? We want to talk about parents. I would say that they've been raised uh, quite wrong. You know, how, how were they raised? You know, let's look at George Bush parents. Sitting up there lying, this whole administration, sitting up there telling us lies that we knew they were lies. Everybody knew they were lies, but who cares? They do what they want to do anyway. Well, he he got some. T- he has, I say he got some terrible parents. Mitch McConnell, uh,
0: uh,
1: Boehner, uh, all these jerks, man. They, they, yeah, I say they, they, there's some bad parenting going on around here. Yep, no doubt about it. But when people say bad parents, the first thing they, what they really talking about is black people and their parenting skills. You know that's that's the little cold word. These black folks need to learn how to raise their kids. Yeah, well, like I say, some of these politicians had parents too. These racist pigs. Some of these police officers, these 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 racist satanic cops have had parents too. Yes, there's some terrible parenting going on around here. So, uh, yeah, get the guns off the street. No, this this is a, this is a mental problem. We gotta have to deal with it uh, from that perspective and, and quit talking and scratching the surface with bullshit. It ain't going nowhere. I mean, y'all tell me what you think. This this is just my opinion. I'm just I'm just going off on how I feel about some things and what I see out of my own eyes. Oh boy. Anyway, also. I would have said last week, had I done a show, but I want to say it this week, kudos again to Marilyn Mobley, uh, the uh, Attorney General in Baltimore, who had the backing of her uh, grand jury to support indicting those police officers for the charges that they were, have been charged with. And there were multiple charges. and It's it's something that it takes this black woman to show black man what to do. Because I tell you, Eric Holder, I know people talk about what he's done some things since uh, he's been the attorney general for. Well, you know, be a little more specific. Because I don't see how in the hell that, for example, Eric Gardner in New York murdered on tape, on video, while they say that, you know, what we should do is get the police Body cams. Well this one was on cam. And uh you mean to tell me that he couldn't have the fortitude to at least get a charge there to get the man off the police force? Reckless conduct, something. Throw throw multiple charges at him so they can get him with something at least, if nothing else. Get the man where he can never be a police officer again. Something. He didn't even try. That's unbelievable. And then you have this cowboy in Cleveland who jumps on the hood of the car. Now he's afraid for his life, right? But he jumps on the hood for the car from the uh, of the car, empties his magazine, his bullets, and he has to reload. This man had lost his damn mind. And then the judge is going to say, well, we can't find him uh, guilty of anything because we don't know if his bullets were the ones that killed the couple. But you do know that he jumped on the hood and fired all those shots in the window when obviously there were no shots coming back and he even reloaded. You mean you're telling me you can't even get the Dude, on some reckless conduct or something. Look, he, 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 here's the deal here: black people don't mean shit to those outside of us, for the most part, and even some within us. But we have been deemed worthless in the eyes of society. We mean nothing. And we have no—we have nothing to negotiate. We have nothing of our own. And then when you look at the image that is projected of us all over the world, how can you blame people for looking at us the way that they do? They don't see the good side of us. They don't see what people are doing in the communities and the neighborhoods. People are trying to do something positive and, and trying to do something uplifting. They don't see that. We know that we have some of that out there. But they don't know that that's not what they see. They see the image that the system projects of us, which is why they have the perspective of us that they do. Those who have that perspective. Now, actually, you can go to some other countries, Uh, I'd say Amsterdam and the Netherlands, for example, where black folks get over there and they love you. I guess they see through the bullshit and they see how we're treated over here. But then there's those other places who, you know, who buy into the images and we don't help ourselves by living up to some of the images. So there you have it. Then we wonder why we're we're looked at the way that we are looked at. Uh, okay. So uh just going over my Ray Rayner notes and those old schoolers, you know, I've said that before, I'll say it again, I have my little Ray Rayner notes and- It's something, man, if we had those days back again when we used to get up in the morning just to watch uh, something funny, something even educational. You know, these kids, we go from watching Ray Ray in the morning to these kids getting up watching MTV videos, butt shaking, uh, just videos. Come on. And then we wonder what happened to our kids. BET videos, MTV, black entertainment television, probably, especially during the Bob Johnson uh, run, was, was the worst thing that ever happened to black people. He's, in my opinion, that is. Now, if you disagree, call in seven one eight six six four nine five one three and and disagree. But I think the dude in the station BET was one of the worst things that ever happened to black people. They spewed all that poison into the heads of our kids. Really. Really. Back then, and those kids... Have grown up, and those are the parents now. When I say the kids are parents too, with those, that, that that is the generation that, that I'm kind of talking about. We, like I say, we go from Rain Rainer watching Bozo Circus to uh, watching uh, Little Cam and Little Wayne and all this poison, man. We we are been have been programmed. Period. I also heard a story out of Chicago that. Uh, there were some assault weapons that were stolen. That they were on a train in Englewood, and that they were stolen off the train. And I say that's bullshit. I don't believe it. That was a pickup. I interviewed a brother two years, almost two years ago, on this on this stage, same station, and he was telling me about how the trains would pull up to. It was 61st and Normal. And I know that uh, this story yesterday or a couple of days ago on the news, it didn't specify exactly where in Englewood this took place, but I'm willing to say it was probably 61st and normal. There's not too many different places where you can make a drop-off. And my understanding is this was witnessed. Train pull up, stop, and just so happened that particular door where the weapons were contained was unlocked and those who had the inside word on what was going down went in, took care of their business, made their pickup and got the hell out of Dodge. And I believe that's what happened a couple of days ago. Nobody broke in. It was not a break in. I don't believe it was a break in. I believe it was a pickup. So and it's probably from the same people that's talking about get the guns off the street a plantinum, Manchurian mentalities. But we just have to. Uh, we say this all the time. We 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 just have to do something. My my whole platform is the school system. You know, I've said it before. Just it's, it's, it's got to be remade over. We, we we they took the band out of the class. You got to have bands in the class. We got to have mental classes, mental exercising classes to get these kids countered from what they're picking up from the system outside. But unfortunately the school is part of the system. So I also had uh, some thoughts about Memorial Day. I was actually wanted to get back home to Chicago, my hometown, but I couldn't make it. But it just got me thinking about Memorial Day, Memorial Day and Veterans Day and days like that where, you know, the, everybody comes out and the politicians comes out and talks about, you know, thanking the soldiers and this and that and putting on the whole Dog and Pony show, laying Reese on graves and and then proceed to treat our soldiers like shit and then send them over to countries that they have no business, or we have no business over, to, to get killed and maimed and injured for life over lies and deceit. They can't even get the proper health care. They got to go to a VA hospital when they should be able to go anywhere they want to go as a veteran to get treatment. They treat the veterans like shit. They really do. But they run the fake game. You know, it's all conditioning. We're conditioned. We're conditioned when they have us... uh, had us sing the uh, Pledge of Allegiance every day before school to that flag with liberty and justice for all. That was a damn lie. Before every sporting event, we've seen the Star Spangled Banner. Lies, conditioning, programming. This is what all this is doing. This is what it's all about. And we fall for it. We fall for it. They slapped the Bible upside our head and you know said a few words and we bought into it and we looking up in the sky now, were well, they taking care of business right here? Are we looking up? They looking out. It's unfortunate. It really is. What I'm going to do uh see you got one caller out there. You, you wanna get in, let me know, we'll get you in, but uh, we still have to, we, we got to talk about, uh, this Bruce Jenner thing. We got to talk about it. I mean, people will say, well, you know, why waste time talking about that? We don't even need to talk about that. And so, no, that's bullshit. We need, we need to talk about this shit. Oh, hell no. We need to talk about this because I want my shit documented. I want what I have to say documented for my kids and grandkids and those to follow. Anybody who want to know what grandpa or dad think. Oh no! You just you just listen to this show. Anybody, friend? I, 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 we, yeah, we need to talk about this because this is this shit is deep, and some of what uh, I've read and some of what I've heard on uh, Black Talk radio stations about people's opinions about this, I, I was really saddened by a lot of it. it was, it's unbelievable. It's almost like what is the world coming to? And I'll break it. Down. I'll spell out what I mean. Don't, and don't get me wrong. Don't don't even come talking about that homophobic bullshit. I'm not afraid of homosexuals. My problem is not so much the homosexual. My problem is the system and their promotion and presentation and the feminization of man that seems to be taking place here. It's crazy. It's sick. It's insane. There's something wrong here. Yeah, we oh, we need to talk about it. And. Uh, When we come back, I will do, and hopefully we will do, just that, and we'll be right back. Chicago. For your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366, your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsonline.com. That's jimmywilliamsonline.com, one word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366, your t-shirt man. we can get our music back because it is our foundation. As our music has gone, so have we. If we can get our music back, we can get ourselves back. Be a start. That would be a start. That's how we get the messages out with the music. And the messages coming out with the so-called music today is what has us right here in our current state.
0: This is
1: Okay, so... Uh I think we're there. I think we're there. uh, I don't know what the world's coming to. Let me preface uh what I'm gonna get into by saying this. Look and before I do that, uh callers the number seven one eight six six four nine five one three. those of you who are waiting if you wanna chime in, just hit that number one, and I'll see it and we we can get the show on the road with you and include it with your comments. but let me preface it by saying this look, I have nothing against, want to do what they want to do, whatever their thing is. As long as it's not causing any physical harm or any financial loss or any problem with anybody else, if that's your thing, then do your thing. Whatever it is. You don't even need to know what all of it is. Do it till you're satisfied. You want to go on a farm and get with the pig or the moose or the horse or you want to get your blow up down more power to you. So what? Okay, cool. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If if you think you want to be something other than what you are and 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 you can do that without causing any harm to anybody else, where well, okay, well well that's, that's that's cool. That's cool. But don't sit up there and try to convince me that this is just I mean, this is just the way it is, that everything is cool, it's okay, and uh, how, how dare me, that I must be confused if I disagree with the concept. And I'm talking about this Bruce Jenner, who, in my opinion, in my honest opinion, I I believe, and I know many people don't agree, because most people sit here and sing, oh, well, if that makes them happy... Well, if that's what makes him happy, then uh, so be it. Well, you know what? Well, is is that all it is to it? Is it because it makes him happy? Well, I know, you know. Okay, well then, don't say a damn thing about the crackhead, because that's making him happy, and they ain't bothering you. You see a guy sagging on the street, pants halfway down his ass, no shirt on. Okay, so what? That that's what he wants to do. That makes him happy. He ain't bothering you. And if, and if you got a problem with it, then don't you walk with your pants sagging, just like you say about when somebody disagrees with the concept of, of uh, same-sex marriage is the first thing out your mouth who, who, who promote that? Is well, if that's why you feel well, don't don't you marry a man? Okay, well when you see a bunch of Negroes standing out in front of the liquor store, in front of the grocery store, not bothering nobody, but they might look intimidating to you. Well, if you don't like it, well, then don't don't you hang out in front of the store then? Don't you hang out? See, this, these are the ridiculous things that, that people are saying. I, I I disagree with the concept. I, I believe that, as a matter of fact, at one at one time it was considered to be a mental illness, and that changed. And I'm I'm curious. Uh, it takes Brother Doctor Umar Johnson to explain how that change came about. Uh, so where it's not uh, being classified as Um, And I don't like, and even regardless, if you don't think nothing's wrong with it, well, okay, cool. But I don't like the fact that it's being promoted in the manner that it's being promoted. Why is Bruce Jenner on the cover of Vanity Fair magazine? Why? I I heard, uh, I was listening to WVON, and I heard one of the uh, ladies this morning talking about, well, well, what's wrong with it? There's there's, a, if he wants to be a she, well, then he... He's a she. He went not bullshit. Damn it, he is a he. He is a goddamn man. Don't even try that. Come on. You know, if you if, if you take the wings off a damn bird and sew them on the back of a motherfucker, is that gonna make him a bird now? Get real with these damn excuses. I mean, look, like I say, to each his own. But damn, that they're promoting of this lifestyle, man. What, what, our kids, our, our heterosexual kids. Th- these kids are confused enough. Is, is that the way you want to raise your son? To tell your son that it's so? Oh, son, it's okay. I mean, if you you know you can d- decide to go either way. It's, I mean, there's nothing wrong. With, I mean, more power to you. If that's what, I still love you. That's what you want to do. See, I, I don't. I ain't, I ain't about that. I, I I believe you raise your son to be a damn man. Now, if there's those cases where it's just going to be what it is, okay, well, then let it be, but don't promote that shit. Oh, man, let me, uh, I can go on and on. I I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It it, it just, I I just can't get with it. Let let me bring on the the callers because I I need some more voices besides this and some self-talk all night. I, I ain't got it like that no way. So uh, we're going to uh, bring on Brother Jimmy Wiggins. Brother Jimmy Wiggins, are you there? What's up, dude? What's going on?
2: Oh, man, I came in right around the commercial, then the music. I was enjoying the music and whatnot. Then I just listened to you for like maybe 15, 20 minutes. Um, um, let me get this. My alarm goes off around this time.
1: No problem. Hold on. I'm a, in the meantime, I'm going to bring Brother Carl on the line. Brother Carl's on here, too. Okay, go ahead. You go to Carl. Do it do, do, do yeah, like we do. Yeah, okay, there you You're there, go. Brother Carl? Hey. What's happening? Oh, yeah, brother? I'm here. I'm here, man. What's happening, brother? Okay, okay, let I'm me him, man. Let me uh, get my headphones on here so I can. Okay, Gemma, are you there? Oh, yeah,
2: I'm here, now. I'm here now. Go ahead,
1: Carl. Okay. Brother Carl.
2: Oh, man. How you, How you doing? guys doing, man? I just, so I'm just sitting wait. uh-huh. here waiting here waiting here patiently listening to you guys, man. You know, I always I like to start off with the soft stuff. The soft stuff is is mainly like the sports stuff. Like, hey, man, kudos to the Blackhawks? I'm I'm putting for you Blackhawks for the championship, you know, for the Stanley Cup uh, win over Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's a good team, they fast, but the Blackhawks got more experience and they fast too. And and I'm looking for the Blackhawks to pull that through. And I'm gonna to touch on the Bulls' management a little bit. The Bulls, they hired them a great white hope, another great white hope uh, with Fred Hartberg. He's a college guy. His his college uh, transcripts and records are impeccable. I'm, I've seen them; they're great. But it's like, uh, top uh Pax John Paxton and Gar Foreman, they running the team, you know, uh, because you know Randolph, he's in Arizona. A lot of people don't know he's not in Chicago doing any running anything. He's, you know, he's in taking it easy. And John Paxson and is running it. They run it like like a uh, like a slave ship, you know. That's how they run. That's how I see it, you know. Because you, and they never considered hiring a brother as a head coach once they got rid of Chipper. they already knew that they wanted to bring in a, the next great white hope, you know, so he could bring out the uh, the will. Even you know we're going to give this kid a chance because Fred Harper maybe he's going to I I think he might be able to communicate with the brothers in the uh in the European ball players a little bit different than um Chev was a little was a little rough and, and was a little strong with uh Bulls management because actually the Bulls wanted to bring in an offensive guru to help him out and he declined telling them that no. I'm not head coach, and, you know, I'm going to run this shit the way I want to run it, you know, or, you know. and so It's going to be a different it team. Them. It's going to be a different it costs, team. It cost them the slot. So it's going to be so – okay. Are you guys still with me? It, yeah. It yeah them the slot. To be... Are you guys still with me?
1: I'm still with you, yeah. Okay,
2: good. Okay, then. Well, that's what I wanted to – and I just hope that the Bulls, you know, I hope they can do better, but – my my thing is, they never considered a black coach, and I got a problem with that because you know that 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 franchise wasn't built like that. When they won those six championships, you got you had Michael Scotty. The brothers brought it. The brothers brought it, and that's exactly why the Bulls couldn't get LeBron or uh, Wade to come there because when they got when they had LeBron James at the bargaining table. There was five guys sitting there at the table, Ryan Dorff, Gar Foreman, John Paxton. You know, they had those guys. here. LeBron James comes up there. LeBron James, see, he was up there already on a high platform. The first thing he asked them is this is where I'm going to fit in, in the next 10 years with this organization. He said, I'm looking at everybody here. Everybody here looks like looks the same. You know, that's, he actually presented that to him, him and Wade. And that's why they
1: didn't Brother come Carl, to uh to the bulls, you know. <laughs> Brother Carl, let me let me, let, me, exactly let, me, let me, right. me ask you. Oh, I oh hear yeah. you. I hear you. No, I'm with you, but let me, let me ask you this. What what do you Rahm Emanuel uh his his response to all the the past two weeks, the the mass okay. uh, murders and attempted murders his comment okay. was just take I'm... get the guns off... his his he said get the guns off the streets. I mean Right, I mean, don't you think it goes goes a little deeper than that?
2: Yeah, it goes deeper than that. I was going, I was going to get to that. I was just trying to, I know we're oh, okay. for time. I was just going to get to soft stuff by like speaking on on bullish management, and that's cool. And I was, you know, I was going to even talk, touch on the comfort zone, which you started off talking about. Yes, let's get to let's get to learning, manual because see, here's the problem that I have. They so, you know, I don't know what it is. With Spike Lee in this movie, Chirac, Ronnie Manuel, and, and he's picked the the name Chirac. Hey, that's exactly what, what it is. It's Chirac. We had, in the last week, one week, we had 56 shootings,
0: mm-hmm. 12
2: murders. This week, I guess it's the, the stats are not totally in yet. And so, come on, man. We live in a violent, a violent society here in the city alone. So my thing is why not have Spike Lee come up with this movie uh and to promote or uh, just violence in Chicago and give us some publicity because evidently he can't do anything about it and he's not trying to do anything about it. And here's my here's my program for him. If he come he wanna ease crime in the city of Chicago, I would say this to Ron Manu. I would say, Hey, here's what you do Take, take some of that money, take some of that TIF money, stop using that TIF money, TIF money, T I F F stop this for the neighborhoods. Stop using that money to dress up Michigan Avenue in the north side and use some of that money to uh, start educational programs and buy into apprenticeships in the community. That's what he needs to do. And I bet you that when it won't it won't solve the problem overnight, but it encourages some of that crime in the black community, in the Latin community, because we so divided. You know, we live in a segregated city. You got Mexicans down in Pilsons. You got uh, blacks on the south side and the west side. You got the whites up north. You got, it's a mix, the mix, the, one of the best jungle crawls that I like ever since the High Park. That's nice, but just we live in a segregated uh city, man. And that's one of the reason why uh, Martin Luther King, he didn't have no success when he came here. He, he got hit on the head in a brick in Marquette Park. He said, man, this is one of the most vital places I ever had to come and protest about, you know. But he still didn't give up. He came and he he stayed in an apartment over here in, in, in North Londale and whatnot. But yeah, man, I'm disappointed in uh, Ronnie Manuels, and he don't know what to do. Come on, Ron. You find out what to do, man. Don't stop worrying about that $18 million and how much interest is your $18 million that you collected from Chase Bank when you resigned from Chase Bank and, and got into politics. and You know, stop worrying about that. That's going to be there, Rob. Chase. And now you, you you. his main thing is to put his people in place is how I see it. You put them in key positions and stuff so they can make monies and stuff. Well, He's doing the same thing that, that Matt Delhi is doing. The, uh, the people who have changed, but the game remains the same. I know you guys heard that cliche, before, it, it, you know, yep. and, and so you know, yes, hey, I, man, it, it, and so that's what I, he should—that's what he should be doing. He should be listening to the brothers and the sisters and the people, whether they're Latin or black, people of color. Listen to them, you know. The it's just, mean not be it, it, it's obvious about, to me that
1: he's. Uh, it's obvious to me that he's not. Uh, he he's not trying to really do anything, and, and, and his police chief no, he's is going around Chicago. Anything. He his police chief is going around Chicago with this dog and pony show, this little listening tour. That's really a, a bunch of bullshit, brother Jim. What Jim? What jump in where you jump in? Uh, follow up or jump in wherever you want to, man. Go ahead. I'm
2: gonna follow up with Carl. I'm gonna take it a little deeper than that and farther to the right and a, and a little bit more pro- uh, progressive. They can very easily solve a whole lot of this stuff, man. First of all, I got a list. They should make their all, – all these brothers that are, that are getting out of jail and prison that are not even citizens, they should make them citizens and give them the right to vote, first of all. Give them the right to vote. You're right. Bring some of that TIFF money and that – and I'm going to say this again. The faith-based money that they give to these fucking churches, they need to bring that money to the community and start some entrepreneurial programs so these brothers can have an avenue – to build something Something They can do it They're already entrepreneurs The reason that they ain't going to let the brothers sell a, sell a weed They're going to outsell anybody that comes into the black community If they was legal So they're legally blocking them out of there. They know these brothers can't come up with it They got the cash but they can't show it legally Because they got to declare where it came from And we know what they got They're they selling drugs They're already selling drugs They already got to lock down this stuff And the only reason that we got so much killing in the black community as of right now. It's a war zone. It's a drug war, and they will not put that. They will not. They, they 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 don't want to call it Chirac, but they can say, "Well, we got a drug war happening here in the city of Chicago," and they got the funds to deal with a drug war, accordingly. Whatever that, whatever extreme measures that they can use, they can use it if they change that. That's the face of this. The, the, the deaths that's happening in Chicago, if they could just put up there instead of domestics every week, so many people getting killed every week, da, da 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 Get the fuck out of here. Call it a drug war, and then you're going to make, you going to, you going to, then you better take action. A whole lot of action because everything's already set up to deal with it. Ain't no, we got a, we got a, we, we got a black caucus that ain't shit. Okay, all these fucking aldermen, black aldermen supposed to, supposed to represent the black community. Where the fuck they at? They had behind the damn preachers. preachers. They weak, doing shit. man. They they all weak. of them. The strongest one, uh, that Hope girl on in the fifth ward. She been independent. She came in as an independent with, against Daly, and she won. Daly put everybody against her, and she took over after Bloom got invited for stealing. You know the Jewish guy, Bloom. He was Larry Bloom. He got invited on the fifth ward, and she had. The epidemic stuck somebody in there and then she took it over. She she's been independent. She got the support of University of Chicago and uh and Over East. Certain parts of Over East. She was she was good. But you know, it's but when you get all the rest of man, you know, they just do nothing, man. You got Third Ward, Pat Down. I I like to name names. You know, uh Carrie Austin thirty four, you know, all uh Bill, Ninth Ward, they all they bunch of butt kissers and they come up there and you know, it's like like uh Chief was saying, Mr Bless, so you was right on point when you were talking about those they get into that comfort zone. See they get into mm-hmm. a comfort zone and they got theirs, and they not really trying to help nobody. They just sitting there. Whatever whatever Ronnie Manu throws up and, and he needs their vote, he's getting their vote. He get their vote and they and he push another bullshit program across the table and have them sign off on it, man. That's what you know, and actually, here's, here's what we ought to be doing, man. We ought to do a uh, a referendum like they do in California, man. We should vote for, we should downsize. Here's, if they need some help, I'm here to help them out. We have 50 ultimates. Let's downsize <laughs> to 25 ultimate. Let's do a referendum and ask the, the city of I Chicago, agree with that. we're going to have a referendum, yeah. where we're going to yep. vote 25 ultimates to take over two wards. We're going, to, we're going to save some money because they're not doing a damn thing, no way. So that's I like that's well. proposal. One of my proposals is to have, let we got 50 wards. Let's, we're going to vote in 25 aldermen to take care of two wards. We're going to give them some work. We're not because having one person per uh, ward is nothing. They're not doing nothing but uh, living off the, on the taxpayers. We can be using that money towards something else, you know. Yeah. So we need, to die. we need to do a referendum. We need to start having referendums and let the city vote. Let the let let's the people come out and vote. You know, let one alderman handle two wards. That's a, that's you know what he say. We we mm-hmm. got to really try to articulate that to everybody, uh, Carl. For a for the simple fact, man, you know, I've said I'm, I'm angry with my black people, but I want to help. I'm angry mm-hmm. with them, man, because it's too many. Just just they they don't give a shit. And my thing is, if you really don't give a shit about the system and the neighborhood where you're at, okay, why don't you get off your ass and do something and vote, and then let the people that are progressive and the ones that really want to do something, let them go in there because they, the numbers are there, the votes are there, and even if those people that want to do something, give them a chance to help you. If you don't want to help yourself, give people a chance to help you. And that's a whole ball game right there because you got too many blacks, man, that... that Oh, they ain't gonna do nothing, so I ain't gonna vote. Yeah, but you gonna benefit from this shit when the shit do hit the fan. And that's the part that yeah, kills yeah. me. It, it, it's almost like yeah. those fucking Mexicans, they lay in the back and then they wanna fuck around, don't don't want the signs to be citizens and shit. But then when the shit get good, then all of a sudden they out there uh, doing the cha cha and shit. Because they're they, they gonna get the same benefits <laughs> as the mother that been getting cracked inside the head and, and, and trying to make everything work. They'll get the same benefits as the mother that put the work in. The same thing with blacks and these motherfuckers that go to these churches and shit. They gonna get the same benefits that the motherfuckers put the work in. The one that was talking shit, trying to get everything right, the progressives, the nationalists, the same those same people that kicking ass and getting it. These other ones are gonna fall right behind them like a fucking sheep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: I think a lot, that, of, a lot of a lot of, a lot. Of, right. oh, let me let me let me let me say this. I think a lot of uh, when you mention it, see, see, black people pretty much have been taught. I don't know well, not not give a damn. That could be could be too. But I, what's happening is to me is they have been taught to not worry about it for now because it's all going to be taken care of. They'll be cool uh, in the afterlife. You know they they'll get everything will come there. Just just pray and just ask this for this and that from 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 a mysterious whatever entity, and uh, everything just going to be all right. And I think that's that's got a lot to do with why a lot of these people just. Even if it's subconsciously, don't do anything. Oh, they they ain't worried because it's, they they in good hands. They're gonna be taken care of. And, and inactive, to me, at it's just
2: the Inactive it's in the neighborhoods, you know, they they love the fact they can't wait till Sunday to roll around, and then they are gonna fuck around and get their feel good moment. And don't do shit. But then the, the yeah. brothers and sisters that are out here that are really busting their ass and trying to do something. At least this this is me. They should just compromise. If you know you ain't going to do shit, if you know you don't give a fuck about the, the system, and we're trying to tell you that the system's going to be the one to help bring some situations to the community and to the hood in terms of dollars to help the streets, I mean, get the streets fixed, um, bring some entrepreneurial programs and, and, and school programs, look at that aspect. Fuck what you're thinking about and what you believe in. Look at the system itself. Even though it's broken, it will work. you got to get off your ass and do something. Now, if you don't want to do shit, at least give your vote to whoever. I don't give a fuck who's running. Just give that vote to somebody, and you go on back and finish worshiping your God, holding your toes, doing a cha-cha, don't give a fuck. At least give the vote and the power to the people that's trying. That's all I'm saying The people that black community can do. At least compromise that. And then go on back mm-hmm. the way and, and run through the field with a fucking basket on your head, being Mr. Sambo, whatever the fuck you want to be. At least get right. a vote to somebody that wants to do their thing. But don't sometimes yeah. say, "Oh, we ain't gonna do shit that now." Instead of having fifty votes, we got twelve. Now, what would happen if, get, if we had to hold fifty votes, and 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 then you get those fifty votes to the people that want to do something, and you are gonna take your ass and Popeyes or whatever you want to do? I don't know.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah,
2: man, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's it's uh He had it right, man. We a lot of us they. A lot of blacks, not only blacks but whites, a lot of us is in that comfort zone, man, and they don't want to, they just so comfortable, they won't, they don't want no changes. That's just like, go back to 1776 when they wrote that, our forefathers got it right when they wrote that uh, constitution in 1776. They got it right. They got it mm-hmm. right. They wrote it out. They, you know, they the John, John Hancock, everybody signed it, but they just left us out. They just said, shit, we ain't doing nothing for them. That's all. Yeah.
0: That's it. They they left
2: us out. They got it right, but they just ain't did shit for us. You know, shit. (laughs) Go to Virginia. I don't know if you guys ever been to Virginia. They got a lot of slave uh, quarters and slave uh, artifacts and stuff. You know, in South Carolina and Virginia, you will see a lot of it. It's real touchy. Cincinnati, Ohio, got one of the best African American museums. You know, in in the world. In Cincinnati, Ohio, where they got a real good. If y'all ever get to get there, they got a real good uh, African American exhibit. But yeah, man, um, we need some help, man, and 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 people. I think the baby boomers, and that's we are we in the part of the baby boomers too. A lot of them are, are comfortable, and a lot of them are really understand, and a lot of baby boomers are successful, but they just don't give a damn, you because they don't want to own. I guess messed enough of themselves or their alienate their friends. friends. Let's call it what it is. They don't want to alienate their yeah. friends. Exactly. They got a crowd yeah. they run with. They got a bunch they run with, and they don't want to be reminded of where they came from. So they cut everybody off. They cut off the they, they cut off the field niggas, and then they decide they want to run with the with the house niggas, and they want to decide to run in their own little bunch. They want to be able to to be happy and dance up and down the street with their little friends and whatnot, and they they satisfied.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: man. I, I think hey, a, man, lot of, uh, a lot of. Uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I can wait. I think a lot of. Uh, no, I was just going to say that. Uh, tell you what, you go ahead. I'm, I'm have, I am I just had a moment. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Brother Kyle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm
2: sick and tired of this Bruce Jenner slash Caitlin thing. Why are you exposing? Oh. Why is the media making a big deal over this nonsense? What are you trying to do? You trying to promote and confuse the, the young society. That's what. That's all you're doing because they coming up, and I bet you the kids are saying, "Mama, why does they keep promoting?" Just that's a man. Why do they keep promoting that? I don't have a problem. It's already like, but well, check this out: the last ten years or so, man, they've been pushing this homosexuality, lesbianism. They've been pushing it through. They've been pushing it with government, and government has accepted. They pushed it down society's throat and said, "This is the way it's going to be." Now we're going to give them benefits. They're going to get all the benefits that you get as a as a heterosexual couple. We're going to give them insurance. We're going to give them this, and we're going to give them that. And we're going to we can't do it. See, they they have to do it state by state because it'd be real big if they did it uh, all the states. So that's why they let them state by state initiate their own uh gay rights or lesbian rights or homo I don't have nothing against those people if that's they because to me they're non entity. They don't even count. They they're, they're, they're non entity. As I said. And, and and okay, I'm not bothering them and they're not bothering me, that's fine. But when you start talking about promoting a uh, a situation where a man has cut off his private part and now he's projecting to be a woman And then you're giving all this media attention I have a problem with that America I have a problem with it now If you don't have a problem with it That just speaks to me about you America You know because you know, Why are you promoting this In society like like you're doing You well, know what I don't like
0: right? about it's
2: it's Let me say this without, without, well, about, what, that,
1: well go ahead Jim Go ahead Jim
2: it's real simple, money. They sell it to advertisers. They sell it to the gay community. They sell them to the ones that are in the closet. They got a market. They got the revenue. They got the outlet. They got the media. They got the newspapers, magazines. Everybody's making money. It's a moment. It's like a stock market. It's up. Right now it's up. And everybody's going to cash in on it, and then somebody's going to bust the bubble and it's going to come right back down you know that's why the right has to do Well that that too. movement that
1: that movement has uh they they went through politics to get what they what they have and that's, and that's the thing exactly, i hate
0: about it
2: because
1: right hold on hold on Carl because the thing is even the politicians they know this shit is wrong and it's it's not morally correct but it's but but now they now they trying to get reelected and that's where the whole thing got messed up it has nothing to do with morals it has everything to do with these politicians trying to get reelected I got to give credit to the, the that uh, the, the gay community because they was on point and they did what we should be doing but that we just refused to do they got into the political base and it don't even matter uh president obama he, what I, I, how, what is he doing, calling these people, congratulating them because they decided to say that I, I like being with the same sex? What, why is Bruce Jenner up for an ESPY Award for the Arthur Ashe Award for for courage? You know what about the Christine Jorgensen Award for for his ass? What about the Renée Richards Awards? Why is he up for yeah, an ESPY exactly. Award for courage? The system yeah, is exactly. a motherfucker, man. This shit is sickening to me. I'm sorry. Y'all it go ahead. I'm, I'm, I just want to get it out.
2: It's it's not. You're right, man. It's not acceptable to me, man. And that's why I, I raised about it, and you know, to promote this nonsense, you breaking like up like promoting it, to promote this nonsense like they've been promoting it, man. It's it's just you break you breaking up, Carl. I am. Can you, you hear up. me now? Yeah. I, well, you guys go, go ahead. here and I, and I just listen on until I catch on, because I'm in this. I'm in my own... Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah.
1: You well,
0: know Jim, what you think, man?
2: Uh. Anything, was, as far as I'm concerned, man, um it's just my opinion. You know, if, if you're gonna make money from this, you know, just like that guy that, that started fucking with that moss down in moss moss down in Texas, and then he's gonna get on two days later talking about
1: Can you hear me? You're breaking up.
2: Yeah, something's going wrong. I think I, I, yeah, I can breaking up. static too. Yeah. I
1: better. Can you hear me? me? Go ahead. Let me dial up. Go. Go ahead. Try it again. Can you hear yeah, me?
2: They, yeah. I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the guy down in Texas, you know, he he's started crying wolf, and then all of a sudden, he wants ten million dollars
0: because he's... he Okay, he's, he's, hold, hold, hold,
1: hold, hold, hold 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 on a second. What I'm going to do hold on a second. I I'm going to take a break and then I'm I'm going to pull everybody into the uh to the guest room and see if we can clear the breakup problem because you're kind of breaking up and I don't think I I can really hear what you're saying. We I'm going to take a we're okay. going to take a quick couple of minutes. Okay. Okay. Go
2: ahead. I can hear you. I can hear both of y'all
1: good. Now. Okay.
0: a man claims broke his real.
2: there.
1: Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm I don't on. know what the hell is going on here. Okay, I, I I finally I just I ended up having to call that call on the phone. Uh, okay, you you. yeah, now I can hear you loud and clear. Now I can hear you loud and clear. So I don't i, don't, I yeah. know what's
2: going on with that. My microphone. I left I ahead. left my area. I left my office area. That's why I'm, I'm thinking that you know sometimes you know. But I I always have you. I always able to get you where i'm where i normally go you know where i'm normally at but i I can hear you loud and clear now i'm good okay yeah i got i got got
1: you clear too uh waiting on hopefully we can get brother jam i I see him in the chat room here uh hopefully we can get him to uh
2: hey man i want to give shout outs to uh, brother dr cornell west always like the guy and admire the guy you know uh some people you know it's He's one of the guys that I do like, you know, Martin Luther, I take some from all those guys, man, you know. You know, even even Reverend Jesse Jackson, man, that Jesse Jackson he's you know, he's he's been criticized over the years because I understand why he's criticized, you know. You know, a lot of people really don't, you know. Either uh with, with Reverend Jesse Jackson over the years, when he found Push you know, it was found at the Capitol Theater on Seventy Ninth and Halstead. Right, right. That's what right. He used to have. He used to have it coming out of there, and so he found it was. Here's one of the things that the people resent. him. as he as he put 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 that together and Rainbow the Rainbow Coalition together, all his main thing was to boycott uh uh businesses, the big the big uh Fortune five hundred bits like uh, Burger King, McDonalds, Enterprise, uh Buttweiser. And you know, he would get those companies and he would hold them ransom before he protests and and they always gave okay, he would ask them he wanna hire promote more blacks to management position. I want more jobs and they gave all of that. There was always some stipulations in there for rainbow push. Hey, you can't you blame the brother? He got his they always in all of his contracts that he did with all these fortune five hundred companies, and he still have them he still have them and they give push they get their money every year they get stipulations in in monies from these companies, and so that's one of the the knocks on Jesse well. Can you blame the man? And here's another thing: how he he hooked up his his sons, Jonathan and Yusuf. You know, he got them that uh, that beer distributor because he many years ago he did the. Uh, remember that. I remember he yeah. Budweiser. He he went out there for Budweiser, and he was and and he was in, and he was in uh, Missouri, St. Louis. He was he was going to protest them. And so they came up with a deal. And so he, he kept a good report with August the 4th, that one of them, the 4th or the 5th, the 3rd, he had a good report with them. So their great, great grandkids. They hooked up with Jonathan and uh, Youself, uh say about 12, 13 years ago. And they all hooked up, and, he, and they went to a seminar with them. And that's how they had a good time with the brothers. And so... Uh, their grandfather asked them, how was their outing with the Jacksons? And are they smart? Well, they just say, yeah, they're smart. They articulate. Can they handle one dis- uh distributor? Absolutely. And that's how they did. They, You know, they was up north. They did good with that, man. They was generating about $9 million a year. You know? Hey. So that's the word. I'm not mad at Huh? No, no. They was able I to. i it. They manipulated, yeah. So they did what. They did what white folks been doing for uh, for the longest. That's how they been. That's how they survived, and that's how they they use their connections. So a lot of people are mad with Jesse because of that. Hey man, he had to take care of his own. He been in that business. He was right there when Mama Luther got killed. So hey, everybody got their own take on 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 things, but they they should try to get facts first. A lot of people. They hoop and holler, but don't have no facts. I like to be informed, and and yeah, by I, me being informed, I, I
1: want to know, you know.
2: I know you like no, to be I,
1: informed too. Absolutely. I, I, see, I don't have a problem. I don't. I, don't, I can't think of anything that uh, Jesse Jackson or El Chapin, the, the ones that people love to hate, especially black people. I don't. Right. See, I don't see anything that they've done to the judgment of black people. I, they haven't done anything that, to hold us down. That's the same people that can't stand Jesse Jackson and El Sharpton, won't say a damn thing about George Bush and how that damn third building fell. Oh the, for the world man, faces. they
0: won't say. It. Oh, man. <laughs> See, that. you Remember? know,
1: they he did. Uh,
2: he addressed. He was. He he saluted our, our class in 1975, and he talked about uh, Fred. Remember, uh, what's Fred? The boy that was our number one class. He on my he on Fred, my Facebook page. Fred Lindbergh, What was his name? Fred Lindbergh, Fred, yeah, his, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the number. He was number one. And Jesse Jackson was like, How in the heck y'all let him be number one at this large class African American? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, remember remember
2: that? That. yeah. I don't remember that. I don't I don't remember that, but I remember thinking yeah. yeah, he definitely addressed that when he was yeah, he definitely did that man, he addressed that man. We was at the airy crown. <laughs> He definitely addressed it at that time. Eric Crown had a great sound system, you know. At one yeah, time, I don't even remember, I don't even remember Jesse Jackson being there. Actually, yeah, you don't. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, I, was, I
1: don't. I don't. But i was—I yep. was. I, was see, I tell you this much: the graduation for me was depressing because I wasn't ready to go. I was just starting to get get it. I was just starting right. ready to get into it, and it was like it was over. Right. I said, right. "Man, if I, if I, I, if I can have one more year with my with these people," you know.
0: So right. how, how did you graduation day?
2: we had a, we had a large class. We came out with a large, we came out with a large class, man. And, um, you know, we had a class of what we, we got, we, there's a lot of us that didn't graduate that, that hung around the school that half went to class. You
0: know, who oh, we yeah. Are. yeah,
2: it's a yeah. lot of them, you know, it's a lot of them. And that didn't graduate, man. Uh, you know, the, you know, Did you know? Did you know Earl Hobbs? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was one. of them. he died. Yeah, you know, yeah, he had a massive heart attack. Oh, oh, really? Really? I yeah, yeah. I had heard, heard heard about him. He died since, involved, about five or six years ago, maybe longer than that. Yeah, he had a massive heart attack and died. Or Hobbs. Yeah, but uh, I remember we had a lot of characters around the school. Man, we had. I don't know y'all. When y'all came in, I guess. I don't know who had the largest grammar school. What, what was you at, Parkside? No, I was Bryn Mawr. Oh, Bryn okay. He was at Bryn yeah, I was Bryn Mawr. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Bryn Mawr was around 78th. Carl, my son, went there. Carl graduated Grandma no, was, was 73rd. Uh, Chorus Man was 78th. Hold up, 70? Oh, was the 80th. Oh, I think 79th to 80th. Was... Oh, what was Bryn Mawr? 73rd and what? 73rd and Jeffrey. Oh, that was good Ma. I got it mixed I'm up What's different. the school what's that school that's on like seventy uh near nearest change. But it's not totally that Brad, that's change. That Bradwell. Yeah, yeah, Carl with that, that Bradwell. Bradwell. My son yeah, when I got him back, Carl when I got Carl back he went he went there, seventy eighth grade. My son did. Yeah, Bradwell. Yeah, because right. Now I, I remember a uh, horse Man, that's about seventy eight. And uh, Jeffrey was it Yakes? Right. Jeffrey. right, 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 right. Yeah, right. I remember. 100. Yeah, Frog, Frog went there. Uh, big boy, him, him, Mike Jones. Uh, was it Keith Porterfield? Where did Keith go? I'm not sure. I know he didn't go to Bryn Mawr. I just know he didn't okay. go to Bryn Mawr. He he went, yeah, he yeah. did Okay, but you guys had large classes, man. Y'all might have had a hundred, fifty to two hundred yeah. out of each of those schools. Yeah, we had, we had, had quite camp. a few.
1: We had quite yeah. a few. But I want, I want to before Go we ahead. close. I want to because we were talking about the problem that we have with the image that's being portrayed to to these young men who are confused mm-hmm. enough uh, with the right. violence and with China. You know, they, they see these video games, they hear these rap lyrics, and now they're being presented uh, with the mm-hmm. mentality that uh, to 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 grow up and want to you know be change a sexual orientation is, is perfectly mm-hmm. okay with it. And I, I have a serious problem with that. And 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 they're not they're not gonna see what they want to do like you were saying before. They want to impose on you to believe in this concept. And if you don't, and if you say something detrimental to that particular concept, you can lose your job. You can you can all kind of shit can happen to you just because you disagree with the lifestyle. You right. You're labeled. Right. And 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 I and, right. I, and I, I don't I, I'm sick of that man.
2: I'm sick yeah, of that, man. I'm sick you know, of that too, man. I'm I'm sick of that too, and I'm not afraid to address that, man, because if they wanna, if they wanna get with it and they and they love that and they love that Bible, we'll we'll take them to the Bible if they wanna go that way, because in the Bible well, see, this is a sin. You know, well, I mean, but you too, know what? And these same people, they, they'll they'll find, people, they'll find they'll something in that same book that'll justify right. this behavior. Right, and and see. Here's my thing with them. two men can't conceive two women can't conceive so now what you're gonna you're gonna adopt and and then you're gonna be two men's gonna have a baby and they're gonna raise that baby and then they're supposed to and that's the problem that I have when you got two men raising a baby and they walk around switching around the around the house and and then and that's the image that you're. Here's what you were supposed yes. to his kid to and that's cute, and that's and that's okay in their world. No, it's not okay in my world. And that's no. the problem then, I have. And I'm not afraid. See there's nothing that they can oh, do. Oh maybe. And then that's
0: and then, 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 then your kid nothing. then
2: just the kid has
0: somebody
2: and, and now and right. now your son is going over his friend's house and you find out his right. friend got two daddies. I don't know, I'm sorry, but see this it's sickness. I am sickness, I, no, I'm not I'm not going for that man. Uh huh me neither, man. I'm not going for it neither. I'm I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. Oh, I'm not, not I'm not gonna drink that Kool Aid. And they can say what they wanna say about me because at the end of the day, I know what I'm gonna do and I know how I'm gonna do it. And I'm not and we're not knocking homosexuality.
1: But nope, the that's lifestyle not the
2: point. we're not right. We, but some of that lifestyle stuff is no. When it comes to to kids, because I think all the kids ought to be given a chance for them to see for themselves. They they ought to be given a chance to grow up and make that choice. Yes.
1: And kids you know. are influential, man. Kids will experiment. Kids will get to talking. You know, they're talking about you know a gay gay, gay kid gays in the Boy Scouts. You know, I, I was in the Boy Scouts with the kid. and I and I have a mm-hmm. I mean I'm like this. Then get, then get the a gay scout there, then get a gay scout. Because right. I'm sorry, the kids can be cruel. You know, you got your your son heterosexual now. He, you know, he's in the Boy Scouts now. He's around, not hanging around, but there's a couple of two or three uh, uh, kids who are now. You, you know how cruel can be in the kind of shit that can take place around that kind of environment, man. If he want, right. if your kid wants to be a scout, he's gay, and you create a gay scout. I'm sorry, right.
0: and I'm yeah. not trying to well, be mean, mean, but I, oh, I'm not I trying can, to be mean. All, it's, of,
2: it's all just not know know right. I know exactly. What you're saying? Go ahead, uh, Chief. I'm listening. No, I'm just saying that the, the shit, the shit just don't rub me right. I mean, I have I have people in my family who, who are gay,
0: and that's okay. But they don't walk
2: around switching. They don't walk around, you know, in right. leotards not, and tights trying, trying to dance and right. twirl the baton go. and shake their hips. They're class. They have class. Right. right. Exactly. They oh. not right. They not right. They not at they not at the gay parade with their butt cheeks hanging out and all that buffoonery. You yeah, know. that's the, see, when you when when you get, see, gay is one
1: thing, but some of that shit is mental illness.
3: Yeah, it's
2: man,
1: mental, it is, I, I'm, man. Not, I'm not going to say all of them are mental. I'm not saying that. I'm saying right. that there right. is a level beyond gay. It, it is mental illness. I'm talking about these ones who dancing around these leotards and tights with these uh, majorette mm-hmm. boots and shit on, twirling the damn baton. No, no. Right. Yeah. Hell it's, no.
0: Yeah,
2: some of that stuff is, yeah, it's, they, it's, they overkill with it. And when I when I see them doing all that, the overkill thing—that's what it's sickness. The switching and all that—they learned that they wasn't born like that. They learned that,
1: you know. Well, my, when my, I was, my my response, my response, even if they were born like that. And I said this before on a radio, black radio show. I, I said, you know what? People are born. Kids are born autistic. Kids are born uh, crack babies. Kids are born with depression. Right. Kids are born with anxiety. Kids are born many types of ways. Those kids are fucking treated. They're treated. You don't just say, okay, he was born this way, so, well, he was born this way, so he cracked baby, well, he was born that way. Oh, he's autistic? Well, he was born that way. Leave him alone. He was born that way.
0: There's only one
1: element of of, of this of indifference. Someone is so-called born that way.
0: Just, that's, that's, just leave it at that. I don't think that's right. I mean, what, what do you think about that, man? It's just, just born this
1: way, shit. Right. That's, uh, you know,
2: that's a bunch of, that's a scapegoat. Most of the time it's a scapegoat. But we do, but there's now, you can see, there's been some instances. I'm not going to, but it's at a low rate. Because when I grew up in Robert Taylor, and I remember the, the boy, he was about turned six or seven. This boy, he played with dolls all the time. There was a couple of them, and they played with dolls all the time. They end up being gay, and I and I remember them. They end up, they end up, uh, he ended up playing with dolls and stuff. And so, we thought that that was pretty uh, unusual back then. Back in mm-hmm. the day, it was sort of unusual. That was sort of unusual back in the day, and you got a low rate of that. It's not a high rate of that, and so he and so this guy you know it's it's a it's a some of them are like that, but very few, but they yes. most of them try to use that they try to use that exactly. that they was born and no you wasn't you wasn't born that way it was it's just a low percentage I know it's a low percentage, even if they did research on it to see to check out how many kids you could. You knew that it was a couple of, when we was younger, how they was going to turn out. But it was a low percentage. Yeah. But now, yeah. all of a sudden, they done changed the game in saying that. I know exactly what you're saying, that it's a high percentage of them was like that. No, they wasn't. And that's an insult to their parents, because most of their parents was heterosexual, and and, and they, didn't, they wasn't like that, you know. See a, a lot of those parents...
1: Mm-hmm. Not, I, I hear a lot of them saying, oh, well, you know, uh, if, if my kid turned out that way and this and that, I would still love him. I, let me tell you one thing. A lot of these people, that's, that, that, if, if they kid and not turn out that way, they could be a bad case. He's so hurt if, Absolutely. I, I had to deal with, if I had to deal with that situation. I'm sorry, man. Now, yeah, oh, well, I still love him. Me of too. Of course. But i tell me you one too, thing. Man. I wouldn't just say, well, I, you don't think I'd be trying to talk? Year. We be having
2: some conversation. I do all I can it's to try to get him to see a different I, way. I work with a guy, man. I work with a guy. His son was. He found out about three years ago. His son was gay. He said that he knew something was wrong because he didn't have a. He couldn't get a date. He said he's a nice looking kid and he couldn't get a date for prom. And he said that he finally figured it out. But damn, what what kind of relationship that you have with your son that you didn't know? And he just, and he was, he's real upset. He's gotten better now. But he said he wished he would have known. He wished his son would have came to him. But his son wouldn't come to him because he's the type of guy, he's he's real headstrong about it, you know. And he wasn't yeah, accepting yeah. of it, you know. Because I would have been upset too. Like, uh, where did this come man. from? Yeah, because, you know, where did this come from? We all have uh, been heterosexual guys here, and we and we love women. The blessed souls and the sadnesses uh, guys, you know, where this come from? You know, sometimes I think with some of the other kids, like, coming up, it comes from peer pressure. Just like, I tell you, man, my cousin, her son, he was a, a valedictorian at Hirsch High School, he goes down
3: to Georgia
2: to uh uh Morehouse. And, oh boy. And once he got in that scenery down there
0: <laughs>
2: I guess you hear about turning somebody out and all that well, evidently you know, he caught it whatever he caught <laughs> he caught it there. Because he wasn't like that when he left.
0: So yeah, Morehouse is uh I, I that's, that's I'm sorry. That. Well, all it the schools ain't.
2: in Georgia, man. I'm not talking about the state of Georgia, but the, the state of Georgia has this. is a, it's a it's a uh. That's the place. That's the it's place. a community of funny bunnies. You know that's what it is, man. They got they you know the homosexual is hip. Uh, Atlanta, homosexual haven, man. And that's just a, that's just the way it is. And I'm not afraid yeah. to say that they they know what it is. It's almost well, they're proud, of it. Man. they're proud of it. Atlanta, Atlanta, you know, and and then the girls they run right across at Spelma and the and the guys at Morehouse, and not all the guys are are like that, but there's a lot of them there. I've been to that forsaken place, man. I I ran out of that place. I didn't like nothing about Atlanta, Georgia, man. You know, I didn't <laughs> like nothing about it. I was yeah, there. I, I, I never I never had any desire to live there
3: either.
2: And it's because oh. of the uh just, yeah, just the environment. I mean I mean
1: I'm I'm glad they have a city that a place they can they can have and they can highlight yeah. and do their thing but I don't I don't I just I just don't want to be a product of It's personal man. I mean I I don't I don't right. I don't live that way.
2: Me neither, man. And I don't and I'm that's one of the reasons why I didn't like it. I went to the airport and I saw stuff I didn't like it. When I went to the airport uh and I and I like why did I come here? when i first when I shot that plane, and that's what I said, man, I'm being honest with society they want they want to know my feelings I'm telling them I didn't like it, I didn't like the way you know I didn't like the scenery, I didn't like the dirty south yeah you know i didn't I didn't like it i been I've been, to, <laughs> I've been to other places where it's uh new to pick easy. I like New Orleans, but they got too many bugs, and 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 it was nasty. The place is nasty, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I,
2: I love,
1: Canada. I love, I, I love to visit <laughs> New Orleans, but I would not want to live there. I would
2: not right. want to live exactly. there. Exactly, exactly. I love to visit, but I don't want to live there. It's it's nasty. Uh, my granddaughter, she she's a she gonna be a senior, going back to Delia. And uh, chemistry made Biology and chemistry And she's going to be a senior I hate it And then Xavier is right there too You know you, Then you know that Xavier Was the school for the light skin Blacks And Dillian was the school for the dark skin Blacks Did you know that That's a uh, true You path. know
0: what I I, I, I think who I knew went to
2: Dillian Were dark and the people I knew with the Xavier were like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, man, and that's that's a true fact. I mean, you hear these you hear these cliches and stuff, but that one is the truth. I just laugh at it because in this stage of the game just you know, it's like are you serious? You know. Yeah Let me man, ask you that
0: question, uh, Brother Carl.
2: what kind of i was going to ask you, what right, kind a, of work do you do? I'm an engineer. I'm an operating engineer for the city of Chicago. And, and uh, what is that? What, I make what is, I what what? sure. Let me tell you what I do. I make okay. sure uh, that the west side gets their water to the curb. I make sure. I work around turbines and and boilers. I make sure. we make We make steam. In our boiler room, we make our own steam to push to the ter- to give to the turbines, and then we got turbines. The turbines are number pumps. We call them turbines; they pumps, and what they do is they push water. They got centrifugal pumps on them. You know, just like on the ship, you know, on them on the on Carnival yeah, cruise yeah. and stuff. That's, that's you know, they that's and, and all the ships, you know, they got they got turbines on them. That's how they able to move. They make their own scene, and they, that's how they able to move across the ocean and the sea with those turbines. And we got them here. We got side turbines here, and we push water. I push water to the to the curve. I make, and then when you turn on your faucet for your uh, bath water, so yeah. We used to treat the lake water from the. Um, we used to treat the lake water from. Um, from these facilities, from the pumping stations, we don't have we don't do it no more. We got two facilities in Chicago where uh, Jardine is one of. Them. We treat the water coming from the uh, lake, about a mile out from the lake. That's where the best water is at, and we we pull it in. You, it's it's, it's really the kids come, and they do a field trip on it, and we get fish and everything. It goes through a process of of being filtered. And clean. We got one of the best water systems in the, in the world. Let me ask now.
1: Do you operate from an office, from a computer? Are you are you yes. out there with a, yes. a I I, with Yes, machine operate
2: equipment. man, this a good job. Okay. The white guys, they kept us out. They they locked the brothers. They kept us out of this, man, for years. You know who? You That's know who opened the doors? You know who opened up the doors for us to get these jobs? Pearl Washington. Earl Washington made them put these, made them post these jobs because these white guys, they have been bringing their kids in, giving them their kids these jobs for years. We do better than firefighters. We do better than police officers.
1: I'm telling you, man. That's really interesting. It's, it's really interesting to hear, a brother, who, who does this kind of work. I mean, I, you know, why I, I might, we, we might have
0: to do a show. And and on stuff like this, and what and what what people Absolutely. are doing, so we can tell the kids. Now, what what what, what would somebody need to, in order to do what you do? What what did you
2: take in school to prepare you for this job? What prepared you for here's this what job? A, here's what the guy would have to do. He would have to go get some CLCs, chlorocarbon. You need some CLCs. You to get them, and you need to take your engineer's exam. You need somebody to sponsor you. You need two years. For the city of Chicago, you need two years of boiler room experience, and that'll get you with that. And then that'll get you in there to take your. You can take your test after two years of boiler room experience. And then and once you get your license, then the city gonna ask you. Well, go get some CLCs. You can get CLCs easy. You can go take some HVAC classes. H, uh, heating, ventilating, air conditioning. That can mm-hmm. help you too. You can take that and get your CFCs and learn that trade too. Well, anybody interested, okay. man, I'm the guru in this. I talked I talked to help a lot of brothers, white boys and Latin, and a couple of Latin guys to get licensed. I helped a lot now, what, of people you feel,
0: man.
1: What 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 challenges did you have as far as? Of course, you know, we, everywhere we go, there's the racism. What what are some of the challenges that you had as before well,
2: you were able to really make your the mind Well, the challenges that I had. I had to fight. Here's what over the years with Shackman was the challenge that I had, man. I was I was training guys coming in. They was coming in for one or two years. They'd come in and they'd get the job, and then I show them the job, and they was getting promoted over me. And so, so we had to think. And so we had Shackman. Shackman was a lawyer. He was an attorney, and he started fighting against. Have you heard of Shackman? Oh, yeah, the Shackman Decree Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah Shackman Decree, right. Shackman, okay, in 1968, 69, he graduated from law school, and he could never get a job with the city of Chicago through uh, Mayor, De- Mayor Delhi because everything was, uh, he had to know somebody, it was clout. And so I was able to get in. I was able to get in without clout because I had the credentials. That's how I got in. But then, and so here I am. Once I came in here, you know, by me being a fast learner and was good with my hands, I learned how to operate all this equipment, and, and I got good. And so I was training. Not only I was training white boys, I was training black guys, but those white boys and black guys that had clout over me, they was getting promoted over me, right? Okay. And so Shackman, so what happened was when the city had them, remember when the city had some problems about 10 years ago? They had, they have been having these problems for 40 or 50 years ago. But yeah. then with yeah. Shackman, oh, yeah. actually, when they actually had some problems, Mayor Delhi he, he took 12 point, he took 12 and a half million and set it aside because he had, violating a lot of people's rights here. And I was one of them and I filed a complaint. Okay. And they, and I got some thousands. I got paid. In two thousand and seven I got a settlement. You you I was, you, you was happy for a you had you, you had a few minutes, huh? You was happy yeah, for, man, for a few we minutes. To, <laughs> can, we can we can sit down and talk you know, I don't mind sharing sharing my story. And that's all I now, did, how, man. How, how long? How long, is,
1: how long have you been doing what you do? How long have you been in that? I've
2: been, this field? I've been doing this now. I got twenty-two years on my mm-hmm. license. I've been doing it for twenty-two years. I was the chief engineer at the house, and also, uh, I've been with uh, City Colleges (CHA). But I house Tops, 20, Yeah, I, yeah, I ran Parker <laughs> house, oh, College, man. <laughs> man. I started pro I started them, and I had a. A lot of guys got licensed, man. I helped a lot of guys in this in this field, man. In this field has been keeping a lot of a lot of people of color. They really couldn't get in. But they coming in now and they with the city and they and this the money is great here, man. It's good. The guys you you come in here, the entry level job, you coming in, you're gonna make a hundred thousand. The entry level engineer job, you're gonna make a hundred thousand. And now Man. that everything is Amen. trying to get a little tight, the white white boys are trying to they trying to corral everything and and make sure that they get all their people in. <laughs> you know how they you of know course. the game that they of play. Course. So let me ask you this for the car, for the car. What, uh, what the hell? What
1: the hell is that on? Seventy uh, ninth. Uh, Right there at, at the beach there. You know when you going to the beach house night at Rainbow Beach out seventy nine feet that, and that's the
0: treatment a, center.
2: My my son works there, Carl. My my son by Rochelle Fields. No Rochelle Fields? Remember Rochelle? Uh, she came
3: out of, She she was a cheerleader. She
2: came out in nineteen seventy six.
3: Rochelle Fields. when I when yeah. I
2: came over there from DuSable she she followed me around the whole time. And Carl was conceived in 1976, in May 26, 1976. Well, she started following me around in August <laughs> when I was out there practicing football in August and September doing the cheerleading day. She was a cheerleader, Rochelle Fields. I
1: sure, know you know I I got the name down. She lives around I O.P.
2: Home, I'm she lived around but, but, and but, 68th and Merle. That's, let me tell you, the place of – that is, they call it a soft plant. That's what my son worked at. My son's an engineer there. Carl. So he's doing with you? All that's right, great, though. man. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. yeah my, I got my baby boy, too. Come on, now, you know you know, I'm going to take care of my kids. I'm just like them. <laughs> hey, man, if that can't help my kids, who, you know what I'm saying? My boys, yeah. my two boys, man, they did everything. They went and got their, uh, they got a bachelor's degree. And then they was working, Carl was working as a gym teacher. He said, Dad, I want to come here and make some money, man. <laughs> so I tried him. more. I never pushed it on him. I said, when you're ready, let me know. Same with Hakeem. Both of my boys are licensed engineers. And both of them working as engineers because that's where the money's at. And they're able to take care of their families. But they're college-educated. Oh, both of them got degrees. So I think I did good, man, as a parent. I try to get my oh, daughter yeah, into yeah. it, too. So, you know, that's. Been about man, I made some lifestyle changes 25 years ago, and um, you know it's been good. Man, I've been blessed. Man, my cup is running over, as they say, in those layments. You know, I truly, you know I, really, I truly been blessed, man. That's one thing. You know, that's I'm one just, thing I really. I, that's one thing I really respect about you because,
1: just like me, I tell people, you know what? I could easily. And sometimes I say, damn, why do I, why do I give a fuck like I do? Because because I could easily, just like you, just say, you know what? Damn all that. I'm cool. I got mine, and I'm going to get mine. I don't give a damn right. who the president is, who the mayor is. Right. It don't. I don't. Politics ain't got shit to do with what I do. I'm gonna get mine. I got it. I'm gonna keep it. Okay. Uh, you can say the same thing, but yet still, we the ones sitting out here trying to talk about what what kind of shit need, can, can be done and what we need to do, man, because of
2: other people. Right. Exactly, man. The people who we are And the the people, man. And the, yeah, and the people, and the people who we there to say, man, we we trying to look out for y'all. They the ones that look at us and figure that we, you know, uh, antichrist, that we, whatever the hell they want to call us, that we just who we think we are. We think we all well, that. The fact of the matter is, I don't think I'm all that.
0: I no, know I'm man, all that Not
2: at all, man. You don't care yourself that way, and I don't care myself that way. And then the guys, I have people that ask me. They say, Carl, uh, they don't. They say, how did you, how you do it? Because I take, you know, I'm still in school taking classes, working on the second master. And they ask me, they say, Carl, uh, how do you find the time to do it? Because I tell them, here's what I tell them. I tell them, I don't drink a drug. I don't have all those crazy habits. I just take care of my business, man. And I help people. And now, see, my mother, it started with my mother. My mother was the type of lady, she opened up her uh, uh, doors. My mother fed the whole neighborhood, man. My mother fed everybody in the projects. All the kids that was hungry didn't eat because my father worked two jobs. My father worked for Santa Fe and CHA. Always had plenty, and so even though I grew up in Robert Taylor, it didn't mean that that was uh, that it was a, a negative on me because exactly. I didn't, I didn't exactly. allow it. To. I didn't allow it to. Exactly. Maurice Chiefs. Maurice Sheets didn't allow it to. Neither he didn't allow it to hinder him. Neither we. Had, there's a lot of success stories so out of Robert Taylor, but you know, a lot of people beg the difference, they don't know. So I don't I don't I don't really I don't really preach it to none about it. I just let people say what they want to say. But one the you big friends well, that you I had well, man that helped that helped turn my life around, I did three years of disciples. I came to, I came to South Shore and I saw a total different side. And that really hey man, South Shore is really calculated me to it opened me it opened me up even more. I knew that once I got to South Shore and I saw 'cause my brother he lived on seventy fifth Ridge, and that's how I got in. My brother Cowboy, he'd be sixty two this year. And okay. he had an apartment okay. and I said, Hey man, you know, he was a young he was I was a he was I was about seventeen. He was maybe about he he's 62. he sixty two. He bought. he got four on me. Four years on me, he gonna be so okay. He was a young twenty, twenty one. He was working, and he had the partner He said, "Come on," he said, "Why don't you transfer over here?" Because I've always wanted to do, go to South Shore anyway. Because my cousin was there, and so hey man, I saw. a told you "Who was who, who, who your cousin, man?" Uh, his name was Class Hawkins. He he played basketball for Brown in 1970, 70 and seventy one. 71 Clan. he was yeah he was at a South Shore playing basketball. Okay, Clarence Hawkins Yep, Clarence okay. Hawkins. Did you you know Chris Shields? Yeah. Remember, yeah Chris remember Chris Shields? Yeah, yeah. Chris Shields got a he had a brother that was playing football. He was awesome, man. He had a, his brother was a football player, man. Chris Shields, brother. This this guy, I was awesome, man. I remember Chris Shields. Yeah, man. So, you know, we, we 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 gotta we we got to do. We, yeah, we got to get gotta together, together get, man. We, we gotta we we, I, we, we When need to I, do I do saw it. you, I remember I saw you with me, my my sister and her girlfriend. That's when I saw you at the restaurant when you was here. Yeah, yeah. You
3: talking yeah. about
2: know Michelle, Michelle? That was some. That was some years ago.
0: You yeah, was yeah at, that was about ten years ago.
1: Yeah. Right. But look at yeah man. man, we coming down. We coming down to the end of, of two hours. We need, Okay. We need, I wish I had no. I, I we need. I should have done a whole show with asking you what you did, and we could have really because the kids need to hear this. So I want. I asked you that because I want the kids to hear that, and that's what I ask you what you need to do to get into what you do.
2: Oh, yeah. Give them some some But let, me, break break let me Let me let you. I can break them. That's why I always mention apprenticeships. See that. That's okay. why I always. I always mention apprenticeships because, that's where the money's at. And, and and if you can do a printing you can make it real good off of apprenticeship here in the city of Chicago. I'ma tell you something. Here's the deal with Chicago. Chicago run or uh, Ronner gonna have a problem. He already know it because the the Irish that's here they're not gonna yep. give up their union jobs, man. They came here from Ellis Island, from Ireland. And, and the Polish yep. came here, and the, and the Italians came here,
0: and but they control
2: they control the big let's, unions here. That's another yeah, let's,
1: show. let's let's, 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 let's hold that. I gotta shut it down. I gotta close it off. with okay, my closing here. But that's, that's we another gonna
2: pick this show, up next.
1: I'm gonna talk to you before it next weekend. We, we need to do a whole okay, show. We need to do a whole show. Okay, call we're, me. We're about call me.
2: Call me before time. Call me on a Sunday. We'll or do. A we'll do. It's okay? Will do. Okay, you got and my number anytime, my brother. Thanks a lot for having me, man. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. And One everybody love. out there, uh, in the name of whomever or whatever, your spiritual power. Peace. Oh!